second. I need to get I need to get into my headspace because I've been really <laughs> pissed, as you know. <laughs> right. Oh my god. <laughs> it's okay. I you just know. like legit like three minutes ago. I just cried because I was so frustrated. Okay. Because you're because you got a kid that you got to take care of. No, because like it. I I can't tell you the last time it's taken me. I tried to put him down at ten thirty. What time is it now? Right. It's two thirty. It's two thirty. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so it's very frustrating. And on top yeah. of all that, I like. I had a, a a headache, and you know I have cramps, mm-hmm. and I just was like, it's just it's. I had a headache because I was like, I'm not gonna do coffee today because I'm having cramps and it makes the cramps worse. But the headache was so bad, like I finally gave in and drank some coffee. Now my cramps are worse. So right. You know what? Having a uterus, man. Um. So you know. I'm but, so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It's just in that, and he like he gets in a really bad mood when he doesn't have a nap. So it's just been a lot. Right. But it's all good now, dude. I'm, I'm sorry. Okay. It's okay. You're, okay. As, as long as you're okay. Mm-hmm. I I worry about you, man. You shouldn't. Uh, you know, it's just I've been in this house for a really long time with just Enon and. Yeah. Um, I think we're both. And I know, like, to... yeah, yeah, it's 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 rough for sure. Yeah. Um, I I know that you like you look forward to this like a lot. You look forward to this podcast. I do too. Yeah. Um, but like especially these days because like... I don't talk to anyone. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I gotta remember. I gotta talk into this mic. It's not like, you know where I was yeah. wearing my headphones, I could just, like, talk. I have to talk into the mic. Right. Because I keep, like, looking Lean in. away. Um, it's got... This mic is, is nice. For I got this whole thing with a little stand and a pop filter and a windscreen and everything. A nice little cardioid mic mm. for 50 bucks. 50 bucks. Cheaper 50 than bucks. mine. Yeah. I want to say um, my whole thing was 150 Yeah? Yeah. Um, I mean, this isn't, like... I, I'm sure... I will see as I edit it closely that, you know, it's not like it's, my mic at it's home. It's definitely not your mic at home. Your no. mic at home blows my $150 mic out of the water. So Yeah, well, you know, it's a, it's a <laughs> sure microphone. This one, I'm not even sure what the brand is. It's right. just a cheap little, little uh, whatever. But um, it does, like, I don't know. I'm glad that you can tell it sounds better because it, it does, does sound better. I mean, it needs headphones. So. Yeah, the Apple headphones, yeah, of course. Definitely. Um, um, okay. Well, uh, you, you getting there? You're, I'm you're totally, back. I'm, 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 I'm back in it, baby. Okay, we got this. We got um, this. We, we got this. doing the, this intro i mean i can let's do it yeah do it get get hype get hype for this y'all sick of being inside and hearing about everybody dying and getting sick well we're here to talk about things that happened in the past of people dying and getting sick except the one thing they didn't do was stay inside granted a lot of those people couldn't stay inside 
and also mm. didn't know how bacteria and viruses worked. But to get our minds off of the coronavirus, let's talk about other terrible things that happened in the past. <laughs> this is the Molly and Jim Boy podcast. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> natural catastrophes. Natural, the natural catastrophe episode. Uh, yeah. Molly... You, you, God, this week must have really gotten to you. <laughs> yes. Molly texts me this week and is like, how about we talk about some natural disasters? Yeah. And I was like, sure, let's do it. Why not? Well, uh, okay. This came up because if you remember, we were texting and I don't remember what we were talking about specifically, but I right. mentioned that when I was a child, I'm talking like seven or eight, I really liked reading. And my mom got me, I don't know if you guys remember DK, they did a lot of like, just like encyclopedias and learning and stuff for kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like they, they do like baby's first words. Like a lot of Eden's books are DK's to this day. Ah, um, got it. Yeah. So, um, but they, they, you know, go all the way up to 12th grade. And so they had this like, like this book of just catastrophes not just natural like the Hindenburg was in it uh the Titanic and it just gives like an overview of all of them and then little known facts about each one and I was obsessed with it I can't tell you how many times I read that book my mom got it for me and I was just I don't know I just find something fascinating about things that can be prevented and then some things that just absolutely can't, even with hindsight, like they just, you know, right. knowledge that we have now that they didn't have then and how people act when catastrophe strikes, like with Mount Vesuvius, that everyone right. was like, mm, we just chilling, you know? <laughs> so uh, it's true. And even with Titanic, people were like, oh, we're fine until they're literally in, in the water. So right. I just... I don't know. All of it's just fascinating to me. Not in a morbid way. I'm just very curious about all of it. it right. So. It's like a car wreck that you can't look away from, you know? Like Absolutely. It's just like we have we have this innate human desire yes. to like, as long as it's not happening to us, we're like, whoa. Well, even, I mean, for me, if like, let's say I have something that's wrong with me, like some kind of medical condition. Excuse me, that was me. And I don't know what's everything about it. I actually feel better once I learn everything about it. Right. Which is, I don't know. Um, I mean, and this is something that I have a doctor that my, my like pediatrician, he told me one time, he's like, the only emotion that has no depths is curiosity. Like you can never cure it. And I was wow. like, wow, you can deep never words. have too much cure. Yeah. Deep, deep words guy. from your doctor. Yeah. Um, okay, so it's it's true. So <laughs> so wait, are we talking about natural disasters, like or or just disasters? Just period. I mean, I I did more like natural because like right. technically like coronavirus would be considered that. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. like it, it falls under that because it's a virus, and so right. I, I I was looking along those lines. Um, but like I said, like I was obsessed with also things that just were really terrible yeah so when um, you, when you brought this up i was like looking up disasters that i could that i could talk about yeah and that's fine. the the top 10 disasters like the t the first eight most deadly disasters are earthquakes and the last yeah. two were the atom bombs so like, yep. yeah 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 you know, when i was researching I, I saw that too i was expecting more like 
like tsunamis and like hurricanes and like things like that. But no, all earthquakes pretty much are are like the deadliest disasters, though. That's not exactly what we're talking about. Like we, we have some like kind of like other ones like i i have have a couple of different well i think with earthquakes too is i think one of the reasons why i mean it's literally the earth is opening up you don't know where it's going to open right and it just it completely destroys everything near it and there's really no way to find safety when that happens you know it's true Um, and earthquakes terrifying earthquakes (laughs) technically like they they can cause all the other things right like an earthquake in the ocean can cause um or tsunamis you know like giant tsunamis to happen or like even typhoons yeah yeah so you know i guess Mm -hmm. it makes sense and it can cause like volcanic volcanic eruptions it's literally the earth moving which sounds absolutely terrifying right. like oh my god the earth um, is just I, like you know what i'm gonna crack open a little bit like what no nah, yeah that's crazy i don't have it in front of me but while i was researching like it was like this list of of disasters that could happen tomorrow and like one of them yeah. with like two two of the tectonic plates somewhere like i, I can't remember where it is have mm-hmm. been you know they're they're pushing against each other like 44 millimeters a year and yeah. like one day it's just the pressure's just gonna Boom. explode, you know? Like yep. and that's like crazy to me. Well the and, one that I switched out that I was gonna talk about was the Carrington event. And mm-hmm. that's kind of similar. It's just like solar rays that just like there was just the right mixture and things went absolutely insane. Like Wow. Like you didn't even need to plug your lamp into a socket, it would turn on. Like there was that much electricity in the air and Wow. Things just going insane. Yeah, it was crazy. But uh anyway. Anyways, so let's we, get we, into it. Yeah, we we've selected a couple of, of things. We'll see how many we can get get to. Uh, Molly has a couple more prepared, so I'm gonna let her start first and we'll pass it back and forth. All right. Hold on a sec. Let me yeah, ease no my worries. child. <laughs> this may happen a couple times. What? His headphones fell off. All right. A travesty. I'm back. All right, guys. So, we're... What? Okay. One second. We're going to have to cut all of this out. No worries. We're leaving <laughs> it all in. All right. Here we go. Um, Let's go. So, we're time, you know, the coronavirus is a thing right now. It is. And uh, some people call it, you know, I've heard people refer to it as like a plague. So uh, let's talk about the first plague ever recorded. Okay, hold on. Wait, before before you continue. Yeah. Plague? Yeah. <laughs> you don't say plague? It, it, it's plague? Yeah. No. Plague. Plague? Plague? I've never I've never heard it pronounced that way ever <laughs> in my life. Plague? Plague. 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 I don't know. <laughs> have you have you been Testament, saying man. plague for for your whole life and no one's ever stopped and been like i mean that's what my pastor called it well i think that your pastor must have a like strong southern draw you know like, yeah, he's pretty southern for sure yeah, today we're gonna be talking about the great plague that <laughs> ravished the earth in whatever how okay how am i supposed to say it plague Plague. Though, hey, look, I you're the medical person. Maybe you know better than I do. We don't call them plagues in the medical field. No? Everyone no. you've ever spoken to has said plague. 
no, we we don't use that term. Oh, that's I mean, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. So uh, we use anyway. You know, if we're talking about the bubonic plague, <laughs> it's why pestis. So um, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, um, anyway, sorry, okay. I didn't didn't mean to throw off your groove. The I just plague. Thought... <laughs> the plague. Say it however you want, this... man. No, I'm gonna say it the way you because I don't want people making fun of me. Okay. All right. <laughs> Even though there's a lot of like crazy words in here and I might mess some of them up and don't make fun of me. I kind of low key have a speech impediment. So okay? it's okay. We, anyway, we, we all know that. So I decided to start a podcast. Makes sense. Anyway, <laughs> uh, the plague of Justinian, which was in uh, 541 to 542 AD. Technically uh-huh. it was, but it actually lost a lot longer than that because most plagues come back uh especially when no one has good hygiene and absolutely really no true medicine to combat with true so true it's actually was so this type of plague that comes from the flea that we all hear about that that rats carry Mm -hmm. is why pestis and it's actually there's three types that you can get so you can get the bubonic plague Uh or and I'll talk about the two other types later, but that's the most common one. Obviously, that's the one that we hear about the most, the Black Death. And it killed between 25 to 100 million people during two centuries. Dang. Yeah. Million? Yeah. Like Making 100 it... million people. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. And this isn't including what we hear about from the fourth, 14th century, okay? This right. is before. This is an older strand, wow. an ancient strand. Wow. Okay. Do you do you know what like the etymology of bubonic plague I'm about is? I'll tell you. Oh, yeah. let's hear it. So this ancient strand of the full name is Yersinia pestis was found on a mountain system called the Tian Shan. I don't know. Sure. On the borders of China and two other countries. Okay. The two and others so, aren't important. <laughs> China. I cannot pronounce it. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> I might offend some people. Okay. But China was the majority. And one of the reasons uh, that people think that it first came over, because it was a flea, obviously fleas carry it. They are right. the carriers for this bacteria. The fleas live on rats. And the reason why it wasn't such a pandemic in China is because they weren't superstitious about cats. So their population control of rats was at a minimum because they were, I mean, like cats were a big part of Chinese culture. Okay. They were revered. Mm -hmm. And so that's the opposite in Europe. People would deliberately go out of their way to kill cats because they thought they were bad luck. Very superstitious. Yeah. Yeah. And so their rat population was completely out of control. Also, when you just have more ports, which China didn't have as many ports, they're a very private country, mm-hmm. rats weren't going anywhere. So right. it's contained. Yeah. So anyway, these rats, uh, they hitched a ride with some nomadic people like the Huns. And when they crossed over this mountain system, they hitched a ride. They're like, yo, we coming with you. And that's when they brought it over into Europe. Right. But that's not when Europe was infected. I'll get to that. But. Okay. All right. Europe was infected when these same people 
attacked a city called Kaffa, and they used infected dead bodies and launched them over the wall to try and infect other people. Yep. Oh my god. Yep. So they knew it was deadly, whatever this was. Right. And attempted to infect other people, but still, they don't think it was the dead bodies that made other people sick. They just think it was the rats that came with them. Okay? Again. Okay. Absolutely no cats around. There's no control here. Sure. Rats are just running amok. Right. Further, you know, proof that cats are great. Anyway, but the reason why they called it the the plague of Justinian was because Justinian the first contra- contracted the disease himself, but he survived. Ah. Okay. Doesn't happen often, right. but it happens. All right. Mm-hmm. And uh, the largest outbreak in the first the first time this thing came around was in Constantinople, and it was killing at its peak. 10,000 people a day. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Bodies were left just stacked in the open. They didn't have uh, mass graves like you hear about in the 14th century. Mm -hmm. Um, The whole city smelled like death. Uh, And to to just uh, put the cherry on top for all of this and just to show you what a great guy Justinian was. Right. um, There's a quote. Oh, Oh, by the way, all my... All this is from Wikipedia. All right. Thank you, Wikipedia. Thanks, Wikipedia. Um, Doing the Lord's work. So when the the plague hits, Justinian showed no mercy towards the ruined freeholders. Even then, he did not refrain from demanding the annual tax, not only the amount at which he assessed each individual, but also the amount of which his deceased neighbors were liable. So whoever was dead, the neighbor had to pay for them too. What? crazy that's insane my <laughs> capitalist brain insane. cannot comprehend right hmm doesn't sound like anyone we know anyways <laughs> um uh, tim asked me the other night he's like this is not a political podcast is that like no we don't bring up religion no. or politics ever absolutely um, not never refer to our <laughs> refer to our easter podcast refer anyway. to, to like episode number two where we talked about satan we talked about satan yeah <laughs> like how did satan get out of heaven and then we just like <laughs> literally start reading the bible okay oh my god um so anyways so yeah, Justin was he wasn't a great guy, you know. Uh not a lot of people liked him. Okay. Right, right. So after the last reoccurrence in seven hundred fifty AD, pandemics did not appear again until the Black Death. So right. huh. are you ready to hear about the Black Death? Let's hear about it. Cause it's terrifying. Let's go. Let's it go. first arrived in the summer of thirteen forty seven recurred 10 times before 1400 the traders arrived so these traders uh genoese traders okay. arrived by ship to sicily where the plague spread from italy to france to spain to portugal to england to germany to scotland to scandinavia to norway then iceland and then russia and egypt right. and once it reached egypt it made its way to cairo and cairo was absolutely just decimated like it was insane and they had their ruler was like a kid and he like an actual kid he right, just like right. booked it he's like see i'm out of here um it came back 50 times to cairo okay 
nice vacation spot for the plague right (laughs) well researchers believe the reason why it came back so much and why they had such a poor defense even though they had like pretty good hospitals for the 14th century anyway um was because of the religion so as we know like the religion there has been um islamic for a very long time islam for a really long time and much like a lot of religions back then they were like oh this is god like testing us and so they didn't take any preventative measures like there was really no medicine out there they didn't attempt it so people just died and they they didn't try to use hygiene they're just like well the strong ones the ones that god wants to live will live basically (laughs) um sure I guess. Yeah. If you believe that, then maybe, you know, survival of the fittest is best. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so uh, now we're going to talk about the, the the three different types of this crazy disease. Got it. So I talked about the bubonic plague and the symptoms of that is like what you hear about a lot with most uh, bacterial infections, you know, like nausea vomiting headache achy joints a fever um if left untreated 50 80 percent die in eight days although most victims back then died within two to seven days after the initial infection so it came quick oh my god if you think 80 percent is bad there's the next strand is uh, pneumonic plague which attacks the lungs and Uh, yeah i know kind of scary to talk about right now you get a fever bloody mucus cough the mortality rate was 90 to 95 percent oh you want to kick it up a notch let's kick it up a notch okay (laughs) (laughs) the septic chemic i don't know it basically looks like it's a septic which right. kind of makes sense because your skin gets purple patches of where the skin is just like. Oh, God. Off. Yeah. Very fast acting. You die very quickly and it has a near 100% mortality. Oh, my God. This is a bacterial yep. infection? Yes. And this is the thing, though. It's the least common out of all the strands. But if you get it, you're dead. Okay. Right. Um, yeah. Oh, also, 80% of Florence died within four months. Florence was hit pretty hard. Yeah, yikes. Uh, Children were hit the absolute hardest because they already had, like, sicknesses that were normal for people to get. Like, they'd be like, oh, our son has the fever that lasted for, like, I don't know, two months. And so they already didn't have immune systems. Right. And when the bubonic plague came around, they drop like flies which is absolutely heartbreaking to think that you know as a parent you can't protect your child from whatever this thing is right and you know with this plague people are were known to have rashes because you're getting bit by fleas okay so you're gonna Mm -hmm. have bumps on you and also like no one bathed it's gross okay right um (laughs) and because (laughs) ignorance yeah, <laughs> like it's disgusting. Um, but because ignorance knows no bounds, many people blamed other people for what happened and would actually kill people who had skin diseases like acne and psoriasis. Right. And also they like to blame lepers who also have 
a skin condition. Right. Uh, foreigners and the Jews. Uh, of course. Man, they just can't catch a break, no. can they? Yeah. Um, yeah, so the Strongsburg Massacre took the lives of 2,000 Jews. Uh, be- over, over the, the plague? plague. Yeah, because wow. people were literally like, the Jews caused this. Or the, you know, the, you had like pilgrim Christian mm-hmm. voyagers or whatever. And they're like, oh, you caused it. Or if you're just foreign, they'd be like, you caused this. Okay. Right. But they really targeted the Jews. And they annihilated 50 major colonies and 150 minor, uh, wow. like, like Jewish communities. Okay. And Yikes. by 1351, they were just like completely like, okay, we're booking it. We're going to Poland. And that's when you see a big shift of Jewish people in Poland. That was like huh. the first great. Yeah. Huh. So, you know, good for them, right? Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, except destroying their way of life. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just because everyone doesn't bathe themselves and they kill cats. Good for you, man. I mean, you do you, I guess, right? Yikes. <laughs> uh yeah anyways so that happened and uh just a little little back oh also when you had the bubonic plague the tips of your fingers will get black okay um, i don't know Why? i mean a lot of it has it because you get gangrene and then you just get oh. necrosis in your necrosis really? people is death yeah right yeah the- your the tissue dies right uh, the reason why it's like not all over you it's in your lymph nodes and so it's just like uh, yeah so your lymph nodes get really blocked and they get they swell up and they call them i don't remember what they call them but like they're they're just huge and major right. spots on your like on your thigh and your neck and that was usually the first sign of bubonic plague wow. um so it actually still exists today and to this day between one and 17 americans will actually get bubonic plague right even now which i thought was fascinating that is Um, interesting yeah but it's it's bacterial so like we have we have like treat it yeah exactly absolutely well and uh a lot of the time now it will morph into pneumonia if someone doesn't treat it Right. Um, which we talked about that one, the one with the ninety to ninety-five percent mortality rate. Uh huh. Um, and really, it's because like rural populations still have trouble with with rat control. Um. Right. Yeah. No worries. All right. Yeah, a lot of people still have like rural places have trouble with rat control still. Right. And like you can't. You can never kill off the bacteria because it's carried by fleas. So it's uh-huh. always going to be around. Um, but the last plague e- epidemic in the U.S. was in L.A. in 1924. So not that long ago. Um, patient zero, Yeah, patient zero had picked up a dead rat for God knows what. And infected a bunch of other people. Just picked up a dead rat? I'm like... If it's dead, like, don't touch it. Oh, okay? for, a shovel or something. That brought me back to, like, a, a, a story um, from a video game. But I'll have to tell that another time. Anyway. Oh. Oh. Um, like, anyway. That's gross. Like, yeah, that's no. disgusting. Um, yeah, so uh, 
if I didn't go through this before, the original death, uh, Black Death, killed sixty percent of Europe. Right. Took two hundred years for them to yeah. rebuild their population. Decimate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh, and they also say there's proof that there's like the the Black Plague, uh, first appeared in the Bronze Age, which is like wait, 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 way back. Right. Uh, right. So again, it was here before us. It will be here after us. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, like it's still it's still around. But the only reason why, you know, you don't hear about it is because you wash your hands. You're right, not nasty. Right. Um, and also, you have people like my fiance for a living just keeping rats out of your living area. So the fleas don't get on you or your animals. Right. Right. Uh, it's it, it. That's legit. Like, that's that's one of the reasons why we have exterminators is to prevent disease spreading. Right. So, uh, uh if you would like yeah. a good exterminator and you live in the area of <laughs> of Kennesaw, uh, contact uh Tim <laughs> for yeah. for some good extermination. Um, he's, he's good at it. He yeah he is. Uh, highly yeah. recommend. I've never had him do extermination, but I recommend it still. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he he. Uh, my parents said he was really good. He sealed up their house, so. Uh, but yeah, so the, we there's still actually uh, an endemic in Madagascar. Like ever so often, they'll get the bubonic plague because it's just like there's just animals everywhere i guess and then there's like just like one epicenter so if you come from a rural area they just get infected all over again crazy right right um 2017 was the latest and it killed 202 people and infected 2348 people oh crazy Crazy. um and both the u.s and the soviet union looked into weaponizing uh yersenia pestis during the cold war but only the Soviet Union got as far as to investigate aerosoling the bacteria. And their numbers suggested that a release of 50 kilograms of the bacteria over a city of 5 million people would infect 150,000 people and kill 36,000 people. War, man. Jeez. Yeah, I know. The U.S. never produced enough to weaponize, but still has a defense plan if someone uses the Black Death against right. us as bioterrorism. Right. Uh, yeah. Yikes. So that's that's the Black Death, guys. Wow. What a great story. Thank you. What a great story. You're, you're so creative. You came up with all of that. That's, that's great. Yeah, no, I can't. I got it from Wikipedia and uh, popsci.com. Nice. So, yes. Um, okay, let's take a turn I'm here, to hear my yours. friend. Let's yes. take a turn. You may okay. or may not have heard this story before. Um, okay. I first heard this story, or really, I first saw this story while flipping through the pages of an old history book while sitting in class, you know, because I wasn't paying attention to class. Um, mm -hmm. have you ever done this where like you're in class and it's not like you don't like you like learning and stuff but you're just not interested in what's going on in class yeah. so you flip yeah, through the textbook absolutely. like and find a different thing to like read about and you're like this is interesting yeah and i once absolutely. saw this picture of of like a decimated like city like completely like torn apart and i was like what in the world is this and i read the words 
the Boston Molasses Disaster. What? Uh, have you heard of this story? I have never oh, heard of this story. Molly, you're in for a treat. I'm so, so excited. Let's go. Here we go. This is the story of the Boston Molasses Disaster. Boston Molasses Disaster, which... Are you going to be has, able to do this? Yeah. Has, has <laughs> locally been referred to as the Boston Molassacre. <laughs> oh my god um so here's here's the story okay let me set the scene okay. for you uh All it right. is uh it is january 1919 in boston massachusetts uh and strangely the temperature has risen above the t- the typical like freezing uh temperature and it is it's risen like a- above normal it was like 40 degrees fahrenheit um which for Boston in 1919 is like above normal. Gotcha. Um, so uh, th- this, just to give you like a bit of a backstory of this, th- what we're about to get into, uh, this flood involved a huge storage tank of molasses filled with 2.3 million gallons of molasses oh my God. in Boston, Massachusetts, weighing about 12,000 tons just to set the scene for you. Um, oh and if you're if you're yeah. curious about why or you, you you probably in your brain you're like I didn't even think that 2.3 million gallons of molasses existed anywhere on the planet. Why <laughs> does this exist? Uh, and the answer is uh, as usual uh, alcohol. It is actually it was used uh, for, you know, alcohol in in, in a distillery. Gotta get um, alcohol. It's true. So, you know, especially Boston, man. Yeah. Um so, warm at night. so again, on this day, January 15th, 1919, uh, there had been a fresh delivery of this molasses to this tank literally the day before. Um, and it was stored in this tank. And the next day, like I said, the temperature had risen a couple degrees. It was like a, it was it was abnormally warm for that early on in January in Boston. Okay. So then people are out and about walking around enjoying the 40 degree weather, I guess. Uh, And all of a sudden, at about 12.30 p.m., people reported hearing a loud, thunderous sound like a train had fallen onto the streets. Uh, People reported hearing machine gun sounds, like, and they they were like the rivets breaking from this tower. Uh, There was a tremendous crashing, a deep growling, um, and the tank burst open. Uh, so there, nobody knows really, cause you know, it was 1919 and like whatever, but like the theory goes that the difference in temperature caused the molasses to expand and burst out of this tank, which I guess was, was, was too full. Wow. Um, so the Boston post at the time reported, uh, that the molasses was waist deep covering the street and, sw- and it swirled and bubbled about the wreckage. Here and there, struggle to form, whether it was animal or human being, was impossible to tell. Only an upheaval, a thrashing about in the sticky mess, showed where any life was. Horses died like so many flies on sticky flypaper. The more they struggled, the deeper in the mess they were ensnared. Human beings, men, women, suffered likewise. That was a, no. that was, um, a report from the uh, Boston Post at the time. 
Um, and so I bet you're thinking, like, how on earth? Uh, it's molasses, right? Like, what? How much destruction could it possibly cause? Well, here's the thing about this molasses. First of all, molasses is about forty percent more dense than water. Uh, yeah. So it had a great deal of potential energy built up in that tank when it burst out. Uh, the collapse transferred this energy into a wave of molasses. You're not going to believe this. That was 25 feet high at its peak. <gasps> 25, Shut up. 25 Shut foot tall up. molasses can you, wave. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? No. Like, like can, you just like, you walking down the cobblestone streets right. of Boston, you know, <laughs> Whatever you you like with your girlfriends, you kind of go get a new bonnet or whatever this was, right? And and then you're like, what is that? Like this, I can't even describe to you like what emotion, right? Less than <laughs> were they feeling when they saw this wave of black, right? Sticky, and it smells good too, Jane. Yeah, exactly. Glasses I know. Smells right. delicious. No, oh, of you're course. Like, I'm, I'm going to get probably, to that. They probably smelt it before it was even coming. They're like, exactly. Oh, well, cookies. well, again, anybody in the vicinity said they heard it. Like it was like this right. loud, incredibly loud thing that happened. And then you just see a 25 foot high wave of molasses. And by the way, you know, the old adage, you know, slow is molasses. Not this and molasses nope. wave. This molasses wave was was reported at going about 35 miles an hour through the streets of Boston. Um, which, you know, is pretty fast for molasses. That, that, that's, um, that's faster than, you know. That's faster than you could run. That's faster than yeah. a person can, like, realistically run, you know. Oh, yeah. No, um, absolutely. I mean, like, you can get close. But, like, uh, people in Boston were not running 35 miles an hour. So nah. um, the wave was was of sufficient force to drive steel panels and burst the tank against the girders of the adjacent Boston Elevated Railway, and just completely toppled this railway system, like just completely <laughs> collapsed it. Oh, that um, just, I got, I just got goosebumps. I know, That's right? Creepy. That's so terrifying. Um, oh, a, a, the tip of the streetcar that was moving at the time momentarily came off of the tracks. Um, there were buildings that were completely swept off the foundations and crushed. <gasps> Several up. blocks were flooded to a depth of two to three feet of this like molasses right it's it's a disaster by all accounts it's like a crazy uh thing so here's the thing so this happens right and you right. heard the report there were people getting just stuck in the molasses and the more that they flailed about in it the more they got stuck in it right uh the molasses was moving very fast and and like covering everything essentially mm-hmm. um so by the time that the like Red Cross and the Coast Guard could even get around to like being there, it's not like they could just get into the molasses. They, there's nothing right. that they there's can do. They, can do they, they sort of just had to wait for the molasses to like get cold again and harden for them for like rescuers to walk over it and get in to save people. Uh, so there were people stuck in this molasses for like hours maybe even like a day or two you know um no i know right like it's uh, many of the people worked through the night that it happened and like there were several injuries um there were fatalities um it took about let's see uh, let's say about like like 20 or 30 people died from this (gasps) 
Um, what? From molasses? From molasses. Well, Bruh. well, think about it. Like a couple of those people probably were there when it burst, and they like pretty much like were collapsed under. Yeah. Like, ton, like you know, twelve but, tons, twelve thousand tons or whatever of molasses. But still, like imagine, like I don't know if you believe in the afterlife or not, but imagine you die in, and then you you get to heaven or or whatever, and and they're like, "Yo, man, how you die?" And you're like, "Bruh." Yeah. Full molasses. <laughs> They'd be like, "You lying?" You're like, uh, "I'm for real, for real. I died in a pool of molasses." They'd be like, right. "What?" Right. And like that's crazy. Like. I would be mad as I'm dying in it. I'd be like, bro, this is why I'm going out. Not like <laughs> because it's still, you know, olden days or whatever you want to call it, like right. the plague or something. Like, man, I didn't get my ch- a chance to get malaria. I'm dying in molasses. I know, in molasses, right? <laughs> so what? The tra- so tragically, the two youngest fatalities were ten year old children. Um, oh, why'd you tell me that? This. And the oldest fatality was a 78-year-old, like, messenger. He was, like, a mailman. Um, oh. And so tragic, tragic, like, truly, like, a, a, a Boston Molassacre, as they say, you know. Uh, <laughs> you can't say tragic and then call it a Molassacre. I mean, that's what it was. <laughs> um, so, so here's the thing. They had to wait a couple of days for this this stuff to like harden and get cold enough for them to walk in and save people. Once they finally did, um, they had to use pretty much salt water boats, like, you know, shoot salt water at the molasses to get it cleaned off. And the Boston, like the rivers around Boston turned brown for months after this because of the molasses that was just washed away into the river. Um, Still like for, for decades after this happened people could still reportedly smell the molasses on everything um there was a report let me see if i can find it here um that pretty much everything that a bostonian touched was sticky for days like everything that you possibly could touch because again um not only was the molasses around and like they they you know it got on everything, but the workers right. who came in and the people who, who like, you know, were saved from it were still sticky and they were like touching everything and everything got sticky, you know, like it's right. molasses. Molasses is super it's viscous just, and like just gets on everything, it you know, spreads on there. It's like, um, it's like thicker, you know, it's like thicker than corn syrup. Like it just gets everywhere. Right. Um. So yeah, like, yeah, the, the quote was everything that a Bostonian touched was sticky Um. for, for months afterwards and then smelled wow. like molasses for decades afterwards. That's um, crazy. So that's why to this day there, you know, people are like Boston is the stickiest city on the world. And there, this is what, this is why, because of this Boston uh, molasses disaster uh, that occurred in 1919. Uh, so wow. there you go. Isn't that a torrid tale? Yeah. I'm impressed. Wonderful, I mean, right? Uh um, did not expect that. Never yeah. heard of it. Uh it's crazy, it right? Was, it was compelling oh. and unexpected from start to finish. Thank you. Um uh, so again, wow. I, I I first saw this story um while like flipping through an old history book. Um I got a lot of my like like retelling and like 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 cool notes from uh, a YouTuber, his name is Sam Onella. He does this YouTube channel called Sam Onella Academy. If you're into like quirky learning stuff, cool. 
uh, check him out. He's he's good. Um, so there you go. There's my sources. There's my story. Uh, let's get back. I'm sure into. Would it be hilarious if this podcast turned into like a history podcast? <laughs> uh, you know, I'm really into history. Not not that I'm Me saying, too. guys, don't worry, we're not turning it into a history podcast. But don't no. be surprised if, anything, if we. It'll be for crime because that's where the money is. Right. Exactly. Anyway. <laughs> don't. But don't be surprised if we if we do this again, like where we start talking about like oh, crazy absolutely. historical like events. It's uh, fascinating. Who who wouldn't be, you know, like who wouldn't want to hear that? It's I true. I love hearing stuff like that. I know it's like, crazy. It's my favorite um, thing um, to do. Right. So speaking of that, uh, mm-hmm. we've got a little bit of time for for one or two more, maybe. Uh, yeah. I'm sure we're gonna take a turn back <laughs> to the less, uh, l- you know, it's no Boston more. massacre. <laughs> no, it's not as lighthearted. But this one isn't, um, it's not bad. It's just, again, I have, I have mad respect for nature right. and how it, it really is completely out of our control, you know, like, right, right. you, you need to, no matter what you believe, you need to take care of this planet that you live on because it might not take care of you. It's true. So Here we go. Let's hear uh, it. This is the dust veil of 536 AD. So what? So wait, what is it called? The dust veil. This is. This sounds like a sci-fi story. It's getting eerie up in here. Let's right? let's hear it. I'm if ready. If we had background music, it'd be eerie. All right. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Here we go. Let's go. In the mid sixth century, uh, a cloud of grit and dust suddenly descended over most of the globe. Okay. Dimming the sun and what? causing yes, yeah, right. Never heard of this. Causing uncommonly cold temperatures for several years. Wait, like when was year. this? Say the date again. When was this? This was in the sixth century. So this was in. 536 AD oh, after Christ. Sure. Okay. Got it. He's back again. He back on it. He back. Hold on. All right. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, so it was cold for several years. Uh, there's a quote saying, a most dread portent took place. The Byzantine historian Precopius. Precopius. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, wrote, the sun gave forth its light without brightness, and it seemed exceedingly like the sun in eclipse, for the beams it shed were not clear. Wow. So, even when the sun was out, it was like, it was like it was eclipsed. So, they called it a long winter. Uh, crops failed. Famine was around the world. Some scholars speculate that it also... Uh, was the first known outbreak of a bubonic plague in Europe. Coming full circle here, okay? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Despite its widespread effects, scientists are still not sure what caused it. Which is okay. the craziest what? part. No, 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 no. There's, there's only a couple of things. We'll, we'll talk about it at the end. But, like, come on. Well, they, Nobody they, have, knows. they have some theories, okay? Right. Sure, sure, sure. <clears throat> like most scientists, science is based on theory before until it is proven. So, uh, one theory is that a massive volcanic eruption spewed dust into right. the upper atmosphere and blotted out the sun's rays. 
but for so long, which is why they're confused. Because it's happened before, but only lasted a year. They called it the long winter of something. I can't right, remember. Right, right. Um, studies of 6th century ice core samples from Greenland and Antarctica show heavy concentrations of sulfate ions released by volcanoes. Mm-hmm. There is evidence that there may have been a massive eruption in El Salvador in the uh, 530s. So there, right. there's there's some you know that, but other research yeah well other researchers say it could come from a strike or a near miss by a comet as the more likely culprit so yeah that so that was my first I was like it's that yeah. sounds like some sort of like celestial body happening. well it says Holly's comet passed by the Earth in. 530 so it's pretty close and it's possible that piece of it may have broken off and created a giant cloud of debris upon impact yes so yeah that's that's my little short um i got my uh sources from history.com oh okay cool cool cool. that was it yeah that's 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 neat short and sweet yeah Yeah. uh isn't that crazy can you imagine just like one day waking up and you're like Oh, it's kind of <laughs> dark out today. And you're thinking, it's a little weird, but you're like, maybe it's just today, you know? Right, right. And then a week later, it's still like that. You're like, what is happening? Like, yeah. I, it's crazy. Th- like, I couldn't imagine it. Like, but in, in, in both the molasses and this scenario, like, just imagine, like, waking up and looking out the window yeah. and being like, this, like, the sun's being blotted out by, like, either molasses or dust and you're like it's the end times uh, legit at the first time i saw blood moon i didn't know what it was i was like a little kid i'm like what is what's happening like i literally thought it was the end of the world and my parents started laughing at me when 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 the eclipse happens um after or right before Eve was born, actually, uh, over what, three years ago, four right. years ago, like three days. Yeah, yeah, three days before he was born. Um, I like, I I believe when people were like saw the eclipse, like in the ancient times, they thought it was like the end times because like I oh, I, sure. I I drove out to see like the full solar eclipse and like know, it was so it it was like honestly a, a spiritual experience. It was very like cool, but like at the same time, like if I didn't know what was happening. I'd be right. like, "Oh my god, what's happening? The sun's <laughs> going out." This the 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 craziest thing about that whole experience was that like the nighttime nightlife animals started waking up and like yep. like in in a matter of minutes it just went from yep. like day to night. And like it's you crazy. see the shadows warping all around you. It's like very like a weird like experience. Um, thankfully, we have science to tell us what happened. Unlike well, this dust veil thing, right? Uh, Which is, I mean, that's probably the most like when I, you know I was that kid that was like into old Egyptian stuff that yeah that yeah. no one to this day can explain. Um, I just I just find it really fascinating right. things that that do. Like I do want to know more, but the things that just like confound even the most intelligent people on our planet which again right. which is why i'm like i have mad respect for the planet because you know you never know right we can't we even with all our technology uh, technology and no hush your mouth 
Anyways. It's Hold okay. On. No, you got Hold it. Hold on a sec. You got it. What is that? Like the fourth time I've had to get up? Yeah, you know, it's fine. All right. Um, anyways anyway so, so okay do we you got, have another one yeah we let's we can we can do one more um let's do it so this this he, he, so this one's not so lighthearted. i wish i could i could have made them all lighthearted. uh but it's disasters no. you know me, so give like, me the disaster that's what i want give it to me have you ever heard of the disappearance of ashley kansas <gasps> bro bro yeah i can't tell you how fascinated I am by missing persons stories. Let's do it. Okay, so this isn't missing missing person. This is the disappearance of an entire city named what? Ashley, Kansas. Okay. Shut up. You, oh, bro, let's go. Let's go. You have go, not you've go. not heard of the city because obviously it's disappeared. <laughs> it's gone. It doesn't exist anymore. Uh, and so this is the story of the disappearance of Ashley, Kansas. Let's let's let me get. Let me get into position here. Okay. I'm so excited. Sometime during the night of August 16th, 1952, the small town of Ashley, Kansas ceased to exist. At 3.28 a.m. on August 17th, 1952, a magnitude 7.9 earthquake was measured by the United States Geological Survey. The earthquake itself was felt throughout the state and most of the Midwest, and the epicenter was determined to be directly underneath ashley kansas right so (laughs) when state law enforcement arrived at what should have been the outskirts of the farming community they found a smoldering burning fissure in the earth measuring about a thousand yards in length and approximately 500 yards in width the depth of the fissure was never determined uh isn't this crazy? My <laughs> right? mouth is like completely just like it was completely. Hard. I know, right? Here we go. After 12 <sighs> days, the statewide and local search for the missing 679 residents of Ashley, Kansas. I'm was... sorry, what? Yes, was called what? off by the Kansas state government at 9 15 p.m. on the night of August 29th, 1952. All 679 residents were assumed to be dead. Right? <laughs> At 2.27 a.m. on August 30th, uh, a magnitude 7.5 earthquake was measured by the uh, United States Astrological Survey or Geological Survey, and the epicenter was determined to be under what used to be the location of Ashley, Kansas. Like so the, they did it, it did it twice. It did it twice. Like the devil was like, here you go. <laughs> bye, <laughs> Ashley. <laughs> like, really bye. I, what did they do to. I don't know. What did they do? It's not like there was anything there. That's crazy. When the law enforcement uh, investigated at 5.32 a.m., they reported that the fissure in the earth had closed, essentially. (gasps) So, like, this fissure, like, opened, and then the second, like, thing came in and, like, just caved it all in, you know? (sighs) Which is why they never determined the depth of it. Um, So, in the eight days leading up to the disappearance of the town... Uh, bizarre and unexplainable events were reported by dozens of residents in Ashley, Kansas. So this is where like this gets kind of like crazy, right? Um, uh. On the evening of August 8th, which was, you know, like, what, a week before? Mm-hmm. Thereabouts. Um, 
A resident by the name of Gabriel Jonathan reported that a strange sight in the sky above Ashley. The town itself had no official branch of law enforcement because it was a tiny, like, rural, like, whatever. Um, uh-huh. And called called into the police station of the neighboring town of Hayes. So that was their, like, their, like, closest law enforcement. Okay. Um, and Gabriel reported what appeared to be a small black opening in the sky. Within the next 15 minutes, the Hayes police station became overwhelmed with dozens of phone calls reporting the same phenomenon. The phenomenon was never reported by neighboring communities, and a decision was made to send a trooper to Ashley to investigate the matter the following morning. Um, And so the officer got sent out. I'm not going to read this whole thing, but the officer got sent out essentially um, and, like, found, like, nothing out of the the ordinary, right? Um, and, And so, like... And that was pretty much it. That was, like, the end of the story until, like, days what? later, um, this thing happened, you know? And people, I, I'm sorry. People are... A black opening in the sky. Right. Well, this is what people in the town were saying, right? And so okay. there there are theories that, like, there was, like, preemptive... Like, the Earth was about to, like, cave in under them. And maybe, like, the gases were coming through and, like, were making people hallucinate and see this, like, whatever. Mm. Um... So, that was literally thinking that I'm like, was was there something in the water? Right, see right. This? Um, and so, so it, it like so this town just completely disappeared, and they're like they're like phone records and all this stuff, um, because of some crazy earthquakes that happened. That's um, absolutely isn't that crazy? It's wild. almost it's like hard to believe that that this happened, right? I mean, almost, but like. I mean, I get it. But right, it's crazy. It is crazy. Uh, the, that's because the story is completely fake. I'm reading it from a creepy pasta. Uh, <laughs> I'm never doing a podcast ever again. Oh my god! I had you that? on the edge of your seat. James, oh, this is about true stories. I you wanted, betrayed me. I know. I wanted. This to... podcast is always supposed to be. We're professionals. This podcast is always supposed to be factual and oh based my on gosh. science and research. I got you. I got yeah. you. I was trying to find. I was trying to look up weird phenomenon, like weird, like natural disasters, and I like this one came up. I clicked on it, and immediately I was like, "Oh yeah, it's creepypasta. This is this is fake, whatever." But then I started well, reading, I don't it and I was read like, "Creepypasta." So. I was like, "Well, again, I didn't. I don't either. I just like was looking up." natural disasters like weird unheard of natural disasters and this one came up and i read it and i was like i mean you even had like like you know like numbers and everything i know i know dude so we're gonna do some creepy pastas or like we're gonna read some scary stories when halloween comes around uh which we might be still in quarantine (laughs) hopefully not um (gasps) how dare you hopefully not um but anyway that's oh, that's my, my yeah sorry i tricked you but it's okay april fools ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> you um, know what your whole life is a joke yeah 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 you heard it here live um, on the podcast no uh wow thanks a lot man i know i know here i am coming in with facts and and you come in here with fiction. Right, I know. Uh, guys, be thankful you didn't live through any of those horrible, horrifying experiences. Yeah. Um, tell us, you know, 
your worst, uh, <laughs> I guess, swarm experience, or tell us. No, which, tell, tell us your favorite disaster of times past is. Okay, sure. Right? Tell us your favorite yeah. disaster. Let's let's do that. Um, and be- and yeah, tell us down below in the comments. Uh, tell us. Um, yeah, tell us that. Give us a a good old like on the Apple Podcasts. Rate us five yeah. stars and leave a comment down below. Doesn't matter what you comment. Subscribe. Subscribe to us. Uh, follow us on all of our socials at Molly and Jim or Molly and Jim Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, you can reach out to us individually. I'm at James W. Dinsmore on Twitter, and she is at K underscore Harps of Praise on Twitter. Uh, we'll be more than glad to like take some questions or some suggestions for our next Absolutely. podcast, 100%, yeah. because... I mean, Molly has um, so many ideas, but if I see one of yours, I can be like, Molly, I came up with this great idea. And then, you know, (laughs) give you a little credit (laughs) in the podcast. Uh, Um, uh But anyway, yeah. So exciting stuff coming up. So this is episode, oh wait, can you believe it? This is episode eight. Eight. What? I know. This is episode eight. I'm dancing. You can't see me. Not including the bonus episode, not including the lost episode. I mean, te- oh, yeah. technically, this is episode nine because of the lost episode. And, you know, with the bonus, this would be 10. But officially. Hey, what's the exciting news? Um, so, so episode 10, uh, not to, I'm not going to give too much away because I don't want to give up too much hype just in case some stuff happens. But right. expect a little bit of a, a rebranding from us, a little bit of a shake up. Episode 10, we're, we're going to get a, a new look and we're going to come back with a vengeance. Uh, I'm going to dye my hair blonde and call myself Haley. Let's yeah, do it. Yeah, do it. <laughs> uh, this is the bang. time. This is the time to change your hair and like do all the crazy stuff, though, you know? It's the time. I'm nope. not white. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. Um, anyway, uh, but anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I thought this one was really yeah. fun. It was um, fun. You know, the, there was a time we had like a lull where like we were just talking about coronavirus and it was like really, you know, and now, you know, hitting our stride again. Let's so, do it. Yeah. We, so anyway, until next week, friends, uh, this has been the Molly and Jim Boy podcast. Uh, see you next time, guys. Uh, jazz hands. Jazz hands. Bye. Bye.